1: to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land's recruiting centric podcast, The Dotted Line. My name is Matt Tiamanini. On this podcast, we talk to Ohio State and national recruiting experts, LGHL's own recruiting analysts, and even recruits themselves. On today's episode, I am joined once again by Shane Bailey, who Ohio State fans on Twitter likely know as at Buckeyes Shane, welcome back. Hey, how you doing today? Good. And I guess we can make this announcement that you're going to be a regular here not only in this podcast feed but also making weekly appearances on Land Grant Holy Land. You're going to be here talking to me once a month and you're going to be doing a recruiting column for us at Land Grant once a week. So, officially, welcome to the Land Grant Holy Land family.
0: Oh, thank you very much. I'm definitely very excited to join it. Uh, can't wait to get started and, and get get these articles written and Joining you uh, every month here is going to be a ton of fun, so I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, we're going to have a ton to talk about, and as we are now getting towards the end of July, so what that means in terms of the calendar is is that through this week, we are still on... Um, what is known as the NCAA dead period, meaning there is no contact. But beginning this weekend, it transitions into what's known as a quiet period. The quiet period says that a college coach can only have face-to-face contact with college-bound student athletes or their parents on the individual college's campus. So they can't do home visits. They can't do... Um, any visits at the high schools, they can't do like satellite camps. All they can do um, is have them on campus for either official or unofficial visits. Now, Shane, the reason we want to bring that up is because before Ohio State gets into fall camp for the actual 2021 football season, they are going to have one last big recruiting event before things transition to focus primarily on the season at hand. And this is some big, monstrous barbecue that they're going to have later this month. For folks who haven't kept up on the details of this, when is it? What is it? What are they looking to do from this event? Give us all of those details.
0: Yeah. And so basically this is, uh, it, uh folks probably remember back when Coach Meyer was here, they had, of course, the, uh, the Friday Night Lights camp where, they Had everyone come in, and mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty much just a big camp setting in the, in, the, in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, and it was a big event. And uh, as as kind of Coach Day came in, he he kind of wanted to put his own spin on it, I guess, or his own uh, his own touch, or however you want to say it. Uh, so he started up what was I believe they called it the Buckeye Bash or something last year, yeah, um, or the year before one of those two. Uh, and this year I know that there have this is more, it looks like to be. 2023 class uh, focused um, is it, as we honestly look to have a good chunk of our 2022 class already in place here um, with a, Q, a few high-level guys that we're really uh, swinging for the fences for. But uh, yeah, so it looks like you got uh, headlining the barbecue visitors. Definitely, I think is the the big three uh, coming out of Florida, um, which is um, running back Richard Young. We have uh, defensive end Derek LeBlanc and offensive lineman Peyton Kirkland, and uh, those those are three of the the definitely the most highly touted recruits that are coming in. And Richard Young is is ranked as the number one running back in the class of 2023. Um, so you know, following up Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor, and then Dallin Hayden, this class we know we have a big time need for another uh, every down elite back in 2023. So. Richard Young is the one I'm really looking uh, at, hoping hoping that we get to make a big impression with him on campus.
1: Yeah. And, and what's interesting is, is we've seen from the 2021 class with Henderson and Pryor, as you mentioned, and they've already gotten Dallin Hayden in the 2022 class, a little bit lower of a guy, still a four star. But this is kind of that cycle that we're seeing with these high level five star skill position guys in the backfield, whether it's quarterback running back you get a solid guy the year after a stud and then you start to get the stud in that following class so richard young would definitely be a stud in the 2023 class he's a five star number 17 player overall Um, he's also a track star from uh, from down here in florida i live in florida Um, he goes to uh, lehigh senior in lehigh acres florida he's got a ton of interest from all of the major schools you would expect alabama florida state georgia oklahoma Um, He's a guy, if he can get on campus, we know how well Tony Alford and Ryan Day sell these offensive guys, especially the running backs, and getting him, maybe not to commit this early, obviously, but getting him to have a really good feeling about Ohio State um, going into what would be his junior season of high school is a really good place to start for the future of this 2023 class. And like you said,
0: with coach Alford, once, once we get them on campus, the running backs on campus and coach Alford works his magic. He's, he's as good a recruiter as you can find out here, um, at Ohio state. And I, I, I definitely think between young Owens and, um, there's another running back down, um, out of Georgia, I believe his name is Justice Haynes. He, out of the um, Okay. same high school as Steel Chambers. That was another top running back in 2023. Um, if we could land one of those three, I think that we'd be definitely sitting pretty in the running back room for many years to come.
1: Yeah, Ruben, R- Ruben Owens is a little different because he is – at this point, has like six crystal balls for his home home state Texas Longhorns. Now, who knows if those uh, change? Like we said, he still hasn't even started his junior season. But um, so those are all very you know very early, but they are from mostly earlier this year. Uh, but we will see. But you mentioned a couple other guys who are those Florida contend that Florida contingent who's going to be coming up. The next one you mentioned was uh, defensive lineman Derek LeBlanc. He's from uh, Osceola High School here in Kissimmee, Florida. I live in Kissimmee, Florida. Um, he is the number fifty player in the country, the number eleven defensive lineman, which is insane that he's number fifty in the country and the number eleven defensive lineman. Oh yeah. Um, but he is trending towards Ohio State in terms of his twenty four seven sports. Um, uh, profile. He's got Georgia, Florida State, Florida, Alabama, all is warm, but Ohio State is warmer. That's what they have it listed as. So that means that, um, Larry Johnson and ironically enough, his secondary recruiter is Tony Alford. Um, so he's a kid who, if Ohio State has their eyes set on a, uh, on, on a defensive lineman this early and they're trying to get him up and, and I, I assume that they would be willing to take his commitment if he makes it, you know, he's got to be pretty special if Larry's willing to, uh, to To bring him into the class this early, oh
0: yeah, I mean this kid was six four, two hundred and fifty. He's he's got the the perfect frame for an edge rusher. This, uh, I think, I think then like you said, the fact that LJ is, is pushing so hard to get him. I believe this would be his third visit to campus already. Oh, wow. uh, coming down for, or coming up from a, a Kissimmee, Florida, and um, yeah, so definitely one to watch over the weekend there. I'm not sure if he's gonna be committing this earlier or, or what his commitment plans are but a uh, third visit in a short amount of time that definitely shows how much interest there is on both sides here um two way street and and bringing him up this many times definitely i think he's definitely one of the edge rushers to look at in 2023 for coach Johnson to bring in here and also uh, the other um lineman i was talking about or i guess i guess he would be a two way lineman i'm not sure if we're going to be uh offering him an O line, D line, or both was the big time Ohio prospect, Luke Montgomery. Um and also we also have the uh what Joshua Padilla and was there was one more Ty Lockwood, I think is the is the next one for that is coming to the barbecue it was a 2023 tight end out of Independence High School in Thompson Station, Tennessee. Looks like okay. he's rated the fifth tight end in the class of 23. So all kinds of top talent in the class of 23 coming in for the barbecue.
1: Well, what's interesting is, is that, you know, when you talk about like Derek LeBlanc, he's another, he's a top 50 guy in the country, um, a super high four star, but he is again, two years after um, Ohio State, landed JT, Tui Malo out and Jack Sawyer. And while the 2022 class does have, um, you, you know, they are still working on some guys to be edge rushers. They don't really have any, defensive linemen in the class so far um, that would rate there. So it's interesting to see how these recruiting cycles are working, whether it's going with Quinn Ewers in 2022 and then kind of focusing on the 2024 class for quarterbacks or Trevion Henderson and Evan Pryor in the 2021 class for running backs and then getting back into it with Richard Young in 2023. We are seeing how Ohio State is strategizing, trying to get these top players but not stack them so much on top of each other so that guys get frustrated and end up looking elsewhere um you know we see it a lot on offense but now seeing it with the guy potentially like Derek LeBlanc who would be in a very similar situation in terms of the defensive line and edge rusher as well
0: oh yeah I mean the the transfer portal era you have to you definitely have to change your entire recruiting strategy uh as far as is is and play, especially at a place like Ohio State, when you're we're gonna we're gonna try and get the best guys we can every year. You know, competition breeds excellence, iron sharpens iron, all that. So you know, it's we're, I, it's gonna be interesting to see how the next few seasons play out with the transfer portal and and how they're gonna maintain all the elite players they got coming in. And I know for the class of 2022, the the two big names we're looking at as far as edge rushers go is a, a Nye White out of Philadelphia and Kenyatta Jackson junior out of uh, the same high school as Ryan Turner down there. Um, So I I think if we land either one of those guys, that would be an absolutely huge uh, get for the class. But for 2023, I think it's even more important to get another elite edge guy uh, a few years after Jack Sawyer and JTT there. Um, So, yeah, I definitely agree with you on their new strategy they have going.
1: Yeah. So, As we start looking at this 2023 class, as you said, we've got 17 players in the Ohio State class for 2022 already, and they are still working on a number of guys, and that'll go all the way up to the December early signing period and then probably into February as well. Hopefully, no JTT things where it goes beyond that, but um, assuming (laughs) (laughs) they're going to be working to the traditional dates. But for 2023, Ohio State does not yet have a commitment in their class. Well, we have seen over the past few weeks and even months that a ton of the other programs, um, especially Oklahoma's been doing really well lately um, and getting guys for 2023. We've seen um, commitments kind of bouncing around in 2023 across all of the major players, but Ohio State has not yet landed one. There's a couple guys that I think would probably be pretty good early candidates, somebody like uh, Luke Montgomery, who you mentioned earlier, who is from Finley, Ohio. He's a number 55 player in the country in offensive tackle. You mentioned uh, Joshua Padilla. I think he might have um, is, is he's he's going to be at the uh, the cookout. You said um, yes, yeah, here he's later. also going to
0: be there.
1: Yeah, he's a four star number 200 from Dayton Wayne High School. Um, I imagine that those guys are the guys that they would probably be able to land pretty soon. But your gut instinct, anything you've heard or seen, who are you thinking could be the first 2023 guy to boom, uh, hopefully here, not too, too much longer? Uh,
0: honestly, probably. I'm looking at I'm looking at the target list right here, and there's a couple different guys that could be there. I know uh, Carnell Tate, the wide receiver out of um, yeah, IMG Academy down there in Florida. Um, he's He's been to campus a whole bunch in the, uh, to Ohio State here. I know uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State are fighting for him there um someone like now this might be a, uh, a little a little lofty of a, of a hope but uh the five-star corner AJ Harris uh down mm-hmm. at, at Alabama there I know he's he's really high on on coach Combs and our defensive back development and that would be an that would be an outstanding first uh player to get on the board as as you saw in the class of 2022 we got CJ Hicks on the board early and, and he ended up being an absolutely outstanding peer recruiter so you know uh, I think there's a couple 2023 guys that have maybe tried to commit to the staff yet, but I think we're trying to kind of take it a little slower and you know be a little pickier uh, as, as we're getting, uh, honestly, the pick of, of some of the best players in the country all over the
1: place now. And one of the guys that may or may not end up being a part of this uh, barbecue at the end of July um, is Pickerington's own. I'm a Pickerington uh, a native and alum, so always love hearing about Uh, Sonny Styles potentially being on campus. What's the deal with him in terms of potentially making yet another visit to campus by the end of this month?
0: Uh, Yeah, so I I believe from what I've seen, read, and heard uh, that he is going to attempt to make it to the barbecue uh, as long as his football practice doesn't get in the way of that. So if he does get on campus again, that is obviously cannot hurt one bit. um, And and as far as Ohio State's pursuit of uh, Sonny Styles and um, That one is one I think is going to be an absolute battle with Notre Dame. You know, having, having his brother at Notre Dame there, and of course Buckeye alumni uh, Marcus Freeman has just been on an absolute tear over there for the Fighting Irish on the defensive side of the ball. So that one I definitely think is going to be a battle, but I definitely think it's one that we can win. Um, and I, 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 he's going to be an outstanding player. I, I, I think he's going to be just as good as his father and brother, and his brother maybe even better.
1: Yeah, I mean, ha- having him as a 6'4", 215-pound safety coming out of central Ohio, and Notre Dame's already landed a big Ohio recruit in the class of 2023. One of our recruiting analysts at Land Grant said that you really can't miss on Sonny Stiles. Like you, he's one of those guys where obviously if he ends up going to Notre Dame, they'll rebound and, and adjust. But like, he's one of those guys you really, really don't want to miss on. Uh, Because he's the number 13 player in the country, a five-star safety. Ohio State needs the help in the defensive backfield. He's already got one crystal ball to Notre Dame, but that was from a Notre Dame insider um, that came over, over a month ago. Um, but having him on campus as many times as possible is something that Ohio State needs to capitalize on and getting him on campus with other guys, potentially for his class. We've seen how important that is in terms of recruiting. So hopefully that's something Mm -hmm. that can happen. I would love for him to commit early and kind of take that Captain Buckeye role being a local. But like you said, it's probably going to be a dogfight and I don't see that happening necessarily too, too soon.
0: Yeah. And, and exactly like, like, With the Ohio kids, uh, something that Ohio State likes to try and do is get the uh, get a good group of the Ohio guys in early, you know, to to form that strong class, um, and and so they can start forming that brotherhood with each other, peer recruiting. So I'm I'm really looking at the class of 2023 to see which which Ohio guys we can uh, get on the on the commitment list here earlier.
1: So one other guy that we have heard from uh, over this weekend that is interesting that he is kind of going through this process as he is because he is the number one player in Oklahoma. His name is Luke Has. He is a tight end, which is interesting that he's the number one uh, player in the state of Oklahoma um, coming from the tight end positions. But he's number 40 nationally, a high four-star player. He did release his... Um, finalists over the weekend. The Buckeyes were included with a host of other uh, top eight finalists in Texas, TCU, Arkansas, Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, and Oklahoma State. Obviously, Ohio State is the uh, kind of the odd one out there because it is only Big 12 and SEC teams, um, Southern teams, and Oklahoma teams. Um, So Ohio State is kind of different than all of those. And whenever they throw out a top eight, I don't put too, too much credence in it because there's usually like two or three more cutdowns before they make an announcement. Um, but with how Oklahoma has been rolling lately, and we kind of talked about this last time you were on about how they were, um, you know, doing their own barbecue, champions barbecue or something, but they've <laughs> been rolling. So to try to get a guy out of the state of Oklahoma would be a really big deal um, for Ohio State to kind of stem the tide. That Lincoln Riley is is beginning to get going down in Norman.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And this kid is an outstanding tight end too. And you know how everyone always says, "Oh, High State never throws to the tight ends." Blah blah blah. Well, <laughs> it's very much true uh, in the past. But I, I I really think with uh with G- you see Jeremy Ruckert last year we only had a, a shortened schedule, but he had a, a great year. And I th- really think we're gonna see Ruckert absolutely shine this year uh, in in Columbus. So I think. I think a lot of tight ends are going to be watching him this year. Uh, you know, a former number one ranked tight end coming out of high school as well to see how we utilize him in the in the offense with with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Um, but yeah, like absolutely if we could go down in Oklahoma and and get another kid like another kid from Oklahoma like Josh Proctor uh and Luke Haas, that would be a huge recruiting win. And along with there's um the other defensive lineman Chris McClellan in the class of 2022. Yeah. It's also from uh, Owasu, Oklahoma, the same high school as Josh Proctor. Uh, it, it, landing any of those guys out of Coach Riley's backyard is is it's always a, a good sign for, for your recruiting muscles when you can go into a team's backyard and take some of their best players and not even think twice about it. Uh, it's kind of like how we've been doing in Washington lately.
1: What have you heard about Chris McClellan? Because when he was last at Ohio State, it felt like he was going to be a commitment any day. Um, (laughs) But he, at one point he said, okay, he's going to shut down recruiting a little bit so we can focus on the season. And we've heard him very little tweet about much of anything. It's only really been about, um, his high school football season, what, have things changed in terms of where Ohio State is expecting to go with him since he's kind of gone radio silent and kind of just been focused on high school? Or are we still expecting to have him commit sometime sooner rather than later?
0: Uh, I definitely I, I still have him as in the class right now. Uh, I just think what he, I think he was kind of swept up in the visit a little bit. And, you know, once he got down off the visit high, uh, he would kind of wanted to just focus more so on a senior year of football. So, you know, sometimes we see recruits kind of take a step back, focus on their senior years, and and then kind of as that as their senior seasons go on to kind of pick up the recruiting pace a bit more. So th- that's what I think is is, is going on with uh, with Chris. I think he, he's, he'll just go into his senior season a little bit. We'll probably – uh, keep the recruiting process going He might take more visits he, uh, Who knows, I'm not sure if he has any more schedule right now um, But I definitely think he's one That'll, that'll eventually end up in the, in the Buckeyes class um, Along with, uh, I'm going to make my defensive Line predictions here, I think okay. we can get Chris McClellan uh, Hero Canoe uh, canu, canu, I'm not sure canu, the pronunciation yeah. on that one yeah, uh, Out in California um, I believe he was also from Germany Yeah, he's, uh, he's originally from Germany well, Yeah
1: yeah, moved over to uh, the states to pursue uh, to pursue football. So that would be a, uh, an interesting one as well. Yeah, and I
0: know he just released his. I think it was his top ten um, last week or, or somewhat recently, and, and we were included on that one. Um, and he had he was one that I know had come to camp with Coach Johnson, and then made an a, a immediate return trip back uh, to get uh, the, the next day because he wanted to get more work mm-hmm. with him. So. I think that's another uh, defensive lineman that we can keep an eye on as far as defensive tackles go, and then of course along the defensive line, and then I and Kenyatta Jackson Jr. I'm not sure we'll be able to get both, but one of the two uh, would be <laughs> would be outstanding following up Sawyer and uh, and JT.
1: Yeah. Those would both be good. You you mentioned JT. Since the last time we spoke, he obviously joined the 2021 class. He is on campus. He is going through all of that. But Ohio State has had a couple of other booms since the last time we spoke. On June 30th, uh, cornerback Terrence Brooks committed to the class. He's a four-star Uh, Corner number 61 in the country, and then we also had Kojo Antwee, a four star wide receiver, number 123 in the class. He committed on July 5th. Um, What are your thoughts about these two guys, especially Terrence? I know Terrence got a little bit of extra pub here recently uh, Uh, from uh, Sports Illustrated.
0: Terrence actually uh, did the Sports Illustrated, of course, just released some of their uh, all American watch lists, and they had they listed Terrence Brooks as the number one nickel cornerback uh in the in the country as far as as um defensive backs go uh saying he was one of the most physically gifted secondary prospects in the class tape littered with plays uh on the football and tight quarters uh often downhill laterally through contact amounts to an elite nickel projection by their staff um it looks like just watching the tape for this kid he has absolutely great patience uh great hands off of Ah, uh, the line of scrimmage was just exactly what Coach Combs likes to do. You know, with the press press coverage, um, and this is a kid that to make no doubt about it. Nick Saban wanted this kid bad, and anytime you could get a win over Coach Saban for a kid he wants that he's personally recruiting, you know that's an absolutely huge win for Coach Combs. Oh, there's actually a couple more two commits I know, or one more, George Fitzpatrick as well. The oh, offensive yeah, yeah. tackle out of. He, he i know george is a, is a guy that was a, uh, a a tight end recently and and uh just made the transition to tackle um he put on about 25 20 i think it was 25 or 30 pounds in the past year alone um get transitioning from the tight end position and, and he's one of those guys you know that transfers from tight end that has all the athleticism already in it and he just got to get some of the technique down and he's going to be one of those guys that that i think once he comes in and coach stud gets and coach mick especially gets a hold of him that He's has got to be a real real special player. Um and, if, and the last of course is coach Hartline continuing his uh absolute dominance on the recruiting trail uh, landing Kojo Antwi out of uh, uh Lambert High School down there in Georgia. Uh man, is is there anybody that that coach Hartline just can't get? I don't I don't want it or anything here, but man, this the guy is on fire.
1: Yeah. And that's another one where the fact that that he might not be a five-star, you know, top thirty player in the country. But if Brian Hartline is going out there and making him a priority in this recruiting class to bring in as I think the is he the fourth wide receiver in the class? Um or is he the third? Yeah, he was uh he fourth. was the
0: fourth to commit, I believe
1: rankings-wise he's the third, but barely, barely yeah. above
0: Keon Gray's.
1: Yeah, he he follows uh Caleb Burton, Caleb Brown and uh, Kion Grays, and so he is the fourth member of that recruiting class. And if if Hartline is bringing in a fourth wide receiver, you know he must be pretty high on him. So that is very exciting. So, all right, Shane, well, is there anything else as we wrap up that we need to go over for uh, Ohio State fans to either be prepared for this uh, the rest of this month for the barbecue heading into August. Anything else off the top of your head that you think we need to get into?
0: Uh, just, uh, you know, this is going to be a far out there, but uh, just a name to look out for way out in the future in the class of 2024. Uh, it would be a quarterback, Jaden Davis, who's going to also be coming okay. up for the barbecue at oh, nice. um, of Fort Mills, South Carolina. Uh, this guy's got offers from Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, uh, Maryland, he's got all all the big schools. Um, and he's gonna be, I think, one of the at, like, continuing the trend, like you said, every other year. We get Quinn Ewers in 2022, 2023. I'm not sure what quarterback we're gonna end up with yet, but in the class of 2024, it looks like we're we're aiming aiming for the stars here with uh, this kid. Uh highly suggest watching some of the tape on him if you're out there, Buckeye fans, because uh this could be this could be one of our guys in, in the class of 2024.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Lands, the Dotted Line Podcast. Also, Shane, thank you again. Uh, we are very excited to have you uh, as a part of the team. If you're finding this episode on landgrantholyland.com, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are cranking out episodes nearly every weekday, and we are going to have even more once the season starts. So make sure that you subscribe so you do not miss a single one. Also, don't forget to follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at landgrant 33 You can find me at BWW Matt. Shane, if people for some reason don't know where to follow you on Twitter, let them know where they can find you. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter
0: at, at @BuckeyesCruton. That is B-U-C-K-E-Y-E-S
1: Cruton, C-R-O-O-T-I-N. Very nice. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon, and as always, go Bucks.